Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Bean Town Podcast for Friday. It's a Friday fabulous show. I was trying to think of a third F, but I couldn't couldn't come up with it. A fabulous Friday feast. Although haven't haven't eaten anything yet, so feast you're feasting on Bean Town, okay? You're feasting on it's a Friday afternoon. And we're pretty much feeling done with work, although some of us, yours truly, are doing back-to-back six-day work weeks, which is wicked. Um, it's wicked hard. Um, it, you know, you're coming to just hang out for a little bit, right? It's Friday. It's kind of that midday lull where you're, you know, you're kind of finished up with your work, but it's not quite yet time to open up the bottle of whiskey or brandy. Or hand sanitizer, whatever you're indulging in, you know, around four o'clock, five o'clock. I, I gotta tell you, I have no no issue with breaking open the bottle at one p.m. It's it's one p.m. on uh, on a Friday afternoon for those of you listening to the audio. Um, but but here's the thing: I need to go. I need to work out later this afternoon. So it's just once I get that first sip, it's uh, I'm out for the rest of the day. Uh, I have never really tried to work out after drinking alcohol but except for in college when we would uh we would spike some hawaiian punch with vodka put that in our water bottles and go play basketball at the gym um and get really really wasted because you you what would happen we would get we would get drunk going into it and then instead of you know filling up with water in between pickup games you would just chug some hawaiian punch in vodka and just get, uh, you know, really dehydrated and have a really fun time. My layups were definitely, uh, we were definitely not going in after a couple sips of that, but they weren't going in without it, regardless. So, uh, my name is is Quinn Furness, and this is my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Bean Town Podcast. Welcome. Uh, I am the creator, director, best boy, all that fun stuff going on, uh, and I am happy to welcome you in on a Friday afternoon. It's been a very busy week um, for me. There's a lot going on. We've got lots to to talk about here, but I'm going to try to do it pretty quickly, pretty efficiently. Um, you know, because last week was a last week was a big endeavor. Last week, of course, our fourth annual Bean Town Podcast Pledge Drive Fundraiser Telethon Extraordinaire. Uh, it's the fourth year we've raised money. This year, um, all of our funds are being matched to the Chicago COVID-19 Relief Fund in partnership with United Way right here uh, in Chicago. And I'm getting ready to cut that check. Uh, the, the, the telethon is over. That was last week. Pledge Drive Month is all February, however. Um, and so we still have another two and a half days to go with that. Uh, early next week, Monday, perhaps Tuesday, whenever I have time, uh, we will cut that check check uh, an update on ter- in terms of how we are doing and i am still expecting a little bit more um to come in this weekend we're currently at 306 dollars which is really exciting our goal was i believe 180 200 something like that so we we took our goal and just went blew right past it um, which is very exciting we have hit our goal every single year and if you're thinking that like well, what do you do? Do you just like undershoot um, and everything so that you hit your goal? No, the goal has changed. Last year it was it was like two something. This year it was you know one eighty something, whatever. Um, last year we raised almost four hundred dollars, so it's we're, we continue to hit our goals, which is very exciting. And a couple of housekeeping things. Number one, 
Um, at the end of Pledge Drive Month, we are going to be raffling off this fun LaughFactory.com free ticket worth uh, $20. No cash value, though. Um, so that's uh, – we're, we're going to be able to you know do a fun little – there's an online raffle wheel. I don't remember the exact URL, but I actually just used it for something else this week. So we're going to put all of our donor names into the hat, the proverbial hat, um, and we're going to raffle that off um, at the start of next week. And I will include that in your um, donor tier letter, if you will. As a reminder, um, anyone who donates, you're getting a live shout out on the podcast, and that's going to come in just a couple of seconds here. If you hit $25, I believe that's our gold level member, um, you're getting a signed autographed picture of yours truly, Quinn David Furness. And then I think our $20 for the gold gold member, I think, and then $35 is our Topaz Elite member, I believe is the, that's what it was. That's going to get you a live interview live on the podcast. And we did have multiple people who hit that Topaz Elite mark. So I want to thank everyone who did hit that. Um, but it, we need to thank everyone who is part of this telethon fundraiser. Um, so we're just going down the line. Uh, I want to thank uh, uh, Steve F. Uh, I want to thank uh, Andrew Dennison, my uncle. Um, I want to thank Matthew Fiedler. I want to thank Abby F. I want to thank Margaret Dennison, Jack Furness, Quinn Furness. Oh, that was my mom. Uh, Jane Dennison Furness, Dr. Jane Dennison, Dennison Furness, Walter Furness, Betty Ramos, uh, Anna Ogunike, and we're expecting at least one or two more donations. And then thank you again to everyone who called. Um, you know, it's a, it's a it's just kind of a fun day. It's a silly thing that we can do, obviously. Um, um, but, you know, it, it actually goes towards, you know, typically operating costs this year. Um, it did kind of cover operating costs, but it's it's more so for, for the charitable aspect of that. So we're really excited to be able to do that. Thanks, everyone, who was part of it last Saturday. Um, yeah, it's just kind of a fun little funky time to uh, hang out, talk to some people, feel some phone calls, do some wild stuff live on the air, uh, take our blood pressure once a year. So uh, that's always a good time. That was that was kind of the 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 peak. That was last Friday uh, or last Saturday, excuse me. That was a fun time. We really enjoyed doing that. And everything since then, man, it's just been it's just been a wild ride. Starting off with Monday morning, I went to the DMV. Whoa, mama, what a time! So this is something I've been thinking about for a while. So my license expires on my birthday, which is three weeks from Tuesday. Uh, or yeah, is that right? No, two weeks from Tuesday, two weeks from Tuesday. It was three weeks from this last Tuesday. And uh, I'll preface this by saying there wasn't an immediate urgent need, um, to physically do it before it, it expires or what it says it, or when it says it expires, because Jesse white, our, our beloved secretary of state, who's been secretary of state in Illinois since like the forties, um, has extended all license um, expirations until, I don't know, it's like August, October, something like that, September. I don't know. So there wasn't a pressing need, but I figure, you know what? I don't want to ever run into a situation where I'm like out trying to buy alcohol or something and there's, you know, I'm just dealing with a, you know, a, a store clerk or someone, cashier who just is like not in on it and it causes problems and I'm just like, you know what? I want to get, um, a new license. Let's just take care of this. It won't be a problem. So I decide, you know what, let's do it. Last time I went to the DMV was when I was 21 and it was super easy because I was able to go downtown to the Thompson center. Um, this was when I still lived in Chicago or when I lived in Chicago the first time. And before I, I uh, moved to Baltimore, I never had to go to the DMV in Baltimore. Um, I never got a, a Maryland, uh, driver's license. 
So when I'm doing research on it, um, I realize the downtown locations are closed. So now you're thinking, what's next? What What's the plan? And you should pull up a map. You should pull up, you know, if, especially if you're in Chicagoland, if you're curious about this, the Chicagoland area Illinois Secretary of State offices. It is wicked. It, it's, it's brutal. The downtown locations are closed. When you take those out of the equation, you literally have the city of Chicago and it's just like a force field running around it where you just like don't have any Secretary of State locations that are close. It, it's, it's wicked, man. And I should mention before I, I start flinging around expletives that listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. This is very much a podcast for the people, though. You know, we're talking about real human stuff, DMVs and telethons and Netflix shows and six-day work weeks, right? And I'm not, you know, the $15 minimum wage, that crashed in the Senate. It doesn't affect me, but still, it'd be nice to have. Um, so I had done my research. I figured out that the closest, this is no lie, the closest DMV or Secretary of State location to my apartment up here in Rogers Park and to anyone who lives, you know, on the north side, anywhere, um, although there's there's one in like the 4600 block of diversity, which I guess if you live, you know, down in Lincoln Park or Lakeview, you can hop on a bus and it's not awful. But that's still that's really far west. Um, it, it's like the 5400 block of Elston. And if you don't know, Elston's a, a, a diagonal that runs, you know, northwest to southeast. Um, and it is just that 5400 block of Elston, you know, that's basically Elston and uh or 50, no, 5,700 block. No, it is the, it's, I'm getting my, my numbers. It's a 5,400 block because it's between Foster and Bryn Mawr um, of Elston. It's really far. There's no trains that go out there. You can, like, if you take the brown line all the way to the end of it to Kimball, Kimball, my fugitive watch, annual fugitive watch is coming up soon here. I watch it right before my birthday every year, St. Paddy's Day. Um, that that's exciting. That's a highlight of my year for me. Um, you can you can take a brown line to Kimball and then like take an Uber, you know, for ten minutes and pay fifteen bucks or whatever. Or I could just Uber right from my house and pay. You know, it'd probably be like twenty twenty five bucks one way. Or you can take if you get on the blue line, you can go all the way to Jefferson Park and then walk about. 12 minutes, something like that. It's almost a mile um, from the Jefferson Park Blue Line, which is, you know, it's it's out there on 90, uh, you know, middle of the interstate. That's like O'Hare-ish, getting close to there. Uh, or you can do what I did, which is get to uh, Foster and take that bus all the way west. So I was actually coming, I was coming from uh, Lakeview. I was at, sleeping at Rachel's house. Uh, wake up in the morning on Monday morning, on our anniversary, best anniversary ever. Actually, my first ever anniversary because it's the first time I've ever been dating someone for a year. So I felt really bad about this. It was somewhat poor planning on my part. But I just like once I got it in my head that I was going to do it on this day, it was just like that's it. I'm going to do it on this day. Once I put my mind to something, it's happening. So I wake up, literally alarm goes off at 5 a.m., on a Monday morning, which, which blows. I mean, that's tough. Um, 
for me, like whatever, but I felt bad waking Rachel up. So I'm like, you know, she's, she's lying down sleeping, uh, kind of sleeping. She's probably actually awake, but I'm like getting, you know, all my stuff together and it's like, I got to get there early. So the DMV opens at seven 30. Um, and we're, you know, I'm going for the real IDs, which is, you know, Monday only at, at the DMV real ID, which if, if you don't know, real ID is a federal requirement that has been like, they've been trying to introduce, for a really long time um and it keeps getting pushed back every year and i was just like excuse me you know what it's an option i want to do it um basically you need um you need to get the real id to to use it um at tsa and the airport um i think is like the where it comes into play mostly um and they again had illinois push that requirement back to like October 1st or something. It was originally supposed to happen years ago. Um, but I was just like, you know what, let's get this out of the way too. Um, I, I do fly pretty much always 100% of the time with my passport. Um, so it's not an issue, but it's just like, you know, I have to go digging through my backpack to, you know, kind of pull it out. It'd be nice to just have my license, whip it out, boom, got the star on it right there. So I'm like, let's do the real ID driver's license renewal all in one it's going to be you know together boom so i wake up i leave rachel's at like 5 15 uh i was shooting to hop on a 22 but there weren't any available so i go all the way to the red line you can take that up to berwin um and it's really cold i mean this is right before I mean, now in Chicago, it's like 40 degrees, sunny out, like it's, it's summer out here, but this was right at the tail end of the just shit show that has been February of like sub-zero temps, snow everywhere, three feet high, nothing is shoveled out, yada, yada, yada. So I get up to Berwyn and thankfully I got lucky. There's a, there's a, um, the foster bus picks up at Berwyn. There's a bus waiting right there. So I hop on it take it all the way out like very easy trip so far still very far though right you got to take it all the way from the red line which is 1200 west out to you know elston which is i don't know like 46 4700 west something like that um, where it intersects it's a it's a diagonal so i get off and basically you get off at foster and elston you just got to walk down elston for about nine or ten minutes down to the mariano's where the dmv is um and man, I tell you what, it's it's dark outside, nothing is shoveled. I get out there, you know, like six thirty in the morning, and it's just like windy and I am super cold. I brought heavy duty gloves, the hat, the hood, the winter coat, all that fun stuff, but it was still just brutal. So I get into into the line and I'm maybe like this is why I got this is why I got there early. I, I may be, you know, fifteenth. 20th in line something like that which isn't that bad because i tell you what when i eventually left and i'm jumping the gun although there isn't that much left to this story when i eventually left the dmv it was about 8 15 a.m the line must have had at least 80 people in it or something and this is 8 15 you know 45 minutes after it opens so this is why i got into line at about 6 40 in the morning um so i could do this so yeah I, I waited in line um and then eventually there were you know a whole bunch of different reasons that people had to leave um you know either they were there for the wrong thing or you know whatever yada 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 so the line gets weeded out and eventually I'm all the way up to like seventh in line. So it wasn't too bad. I got in there right away, get my picture taken. I got lucky because Sunday night I went to bed. My hair was crazy. Like right now my hair, hair looks solid. I think, 
you know, for what it's worth. Um, but Monday morning, I, I, I woke up and the hair was just, I looked like uh, fucking Goku from Dragon Ball Z. And I had to, I just put on my, my, um, my toque, my, my beanie and just slicked it back and didn't take it off until literally the, the moment my picture was taken. Um, and I, I have my temp ID um, back in my backpack. I haven't looked at it since Monday, but it turned out well, like all things considered. So I get the photo and I was super on point with my documents, right? Cause you gotta, especially for the real ID, you need like, I, I brought my social, my birth certificate, my passport, my driver's license, uh, and three, you only need two, but I figure let's get three for backup, three, um, proof of residency docs. So shout out to um, Rachel and Rachel's family for letting me print my docs there when I was um, at their house, maybe t- three weeks ago, something like that. Um, so, you know, it's it's like bank statement, uh, my, my renter's insurance policy, and... Uh, something else i don't remember oh a utility bill my comed bill so i was like boom here's this boom here's that um the only thing they didn't ask if is is if i wanted to change my uh my height and weight obviously my height hasn't changed since i was 21 but my weight on my current license reads 210 which i i feel like it didn't weigh that much when i was 21 but i guess i did anyways you know, my weight has, you know, at a certain point ballooned way up past that. And now it's way down below that. So it's kind of like, Hey, you know, I'm a new man, new look Monday morning. This is, this is me now, but I didn't get the opportunity. So my new license that I have for another four years, uh, is still going to read 210, but I don't, I don't really care. Um, so I get all that boom, boom, boom. And I get out and make the long trek home. And after all this, cause you got to take a bus back towards the, back towards the lake, get off, wait for another bus, take that home, then walk home from that bus. After all that, waking up at 5 a.m., trudging through the snow, you know, zero degrees out. I was only seven minutes late to work. So I'm very proud of myself. Moral of the story, if you're going to go to the DMV, specifically the Elston one, which for people who who use public transportation live on the north side, like it's either that or, or diversity, and they're both super far out. There is nothing close. Nothing is easy. Nothing is convenient. Even if you have a car, it's like go to the Burbs, go to one of those. It's tough. But moral of the story is by the time the place physically opened at 7.30 a.m. in the morning, it was, I mean, there had to have been at least 60 to 70 people in line. Which, you know, if it's weather like this, it's like, yeah, you know, you know, bring a book or something, hang out, like, you know, just whatever. But when I went, you know, back when we were still under deep freeze mode, it's just, I mean, I, I was doing little dances. I was practicing some of my TikTok dances. And, um, boy, I tell you what, if you're not watching the live stream right now on YouTube, you're, you're missing out on some great TikTok dance moves. Right? I'm like Addison Ray. Charlie D'Amelio mm, 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 mm. got the moves. Um, moral of the story: If you don't have to go, don't go. If you do, and work is flexible and allows you to do something like this, you know, try to get there at a more reasonable time. People, a lot of people say like go over lunch hour. Um, you know, for me, it's just it's just not an option. Like I got work, um, and work is super busy. Right now, which is why I'm, I'm podcasting during work hours on a Friday. It is, though. I just am the type of person who likes to front load my, um, my work schedule. So, um, 
first, let's see. Um, so let's go ahead and read some ads here. Um, I, I mentioned I was going to keep it kind of short, right? I'm not going to waste anyone's time on a Friday afternoon. I got stuff to do. You got stuff to do. So we're going to read our ads. And in the second half, we're going to just uh, briefly preview um, or review a Netflix show that Rachel and I um, have been watching. We've watched the first three episodes. There's six total. Um, and it's a show with a big twist. And we don't know the big twist yet. So I can't even give you spoilers. Um, so let me let me pull up our ads here. And then uh, we'll dig into our second half of today's program. Uh, Home Pride Oregon. Oh, they're good friends of the show. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, I got good news for you. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon, right, we've all been there, is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with home inspection services, including things like heating, cooling, roofing, plumbing. Very important. Don't You don't want to burst pipes. This guy's going to help you with those and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is, is both contract certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate wrangle hold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust, listen up, folks, because you got to call Steve at 541-410-0316 or you can visit homeprideoregon.com. Again, I'll say it again for you in case. Get your pen and pad out. Scribble it down. 541-410-0316 or visit homeprideoregon.com. Home Pride Oregon inspection perfection. I want to give a shout out to the Samson Q2U series. Uh, we're down to one again, and I still haven't tested the second one because I never think about it. Um, but uh, you know, we're going to need to get a second one, especially once we do some of these uh, some of these pledge drive interviews. It's too much of a hassle to be like. Here's the phone. Here's the mic. Like, bring, bring. This is Quinn. Thanks for calling. Um, speaking of which, I um, <laughs> I made a, a custom voicemail, and I don't think anyone ever heard it besides me because no one – we didn't, like, miss any calls or anything last Saturday. But I made a custom voicemail greeting for the Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser, and it was it was pretty comical. Uh, it's a shame that no one ever heard it because I've, I've gone back to my, you know, default one. But um, I did have <laughs> – I had a recruiter, um, not not for jobs, just for like a focus group, call me um, on Monday, and I think I still had my, um, I think I still had my custom greeting, voicemail greeting up on my line because they left a very perplexed uh, voicemail. Speaking of which, I I did a, um, I'm not sure what kind of NDA I signed on this, but basically I, I can say that I did a, a online clothing. Uh, online shopping for clothing, like online diary, um, this past weekend over the course of five days. Um, and there are all sorts of social media posts that I was doing and, you know, screenshotting and, you know, gabbing about clothes and shopping. And it was, it was quite a time. I'm all in it for the hustle, trying to make big buckos over here. Um, especially after how much I had to pay in with my uh, negative tax refund. Uh, I want to uh, do a quick ad read for our dear friends at Cuts by Q, and we just got a little fresh cut by Q uh, earlier this afternoon. It was finally nice enough outside to where I could just go plop on the deck for five minutes and give a little side cut. Um, Ooh, we got a, a fun message from an unknown viewer. It says, my first daffodil has a flower. I don't know what that means. Probably some sort of sexual innuendo. Let's move on here. Hopefully we don't get uh, 
the chat hacked. Uh, Bob and Weave, we all know the hairstyle, and we all love it. But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, only slightly different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better uh Barbershop operations, that's how we are officially classified for tax purposes. We are a barbershop operation uh, serving, uh, let's see, uh, where are we serving? Chicago, City of Chicago, Cook County, Northwest Indiana, and the greater Chicagoland area. From beehives to bangs, fauxhawks to flat tops, and uh, this sexy little fade you're looking at on the YouTube stream, and everything in between, you got to call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200. Although it is also 7200. Or you can email cutsbyq at yahoo.com. Again, that's cut! Q-U-T-Z by Q at yahoo.com. All right, singing with us on the live stream. Oh, and you need a fresh do something snappy and new. Just call the experts at Cuts by Q. Did a little shimmy on the live stream. Um, we, we're getting more messages uh, on the YouTube stream. It says, no, three laughing emojis. My daffodil plant has a, fo- has a flower. That's, that's good. I, I'm happy. My, none, of my, none of my plants have flowers, although none of them are supposed to. So if they did, that would be like a Guinness World Records sort of thing. I mentioned at the top of the show that we were going to be uh, quickly reviewing a, a recent Netflix show that uh, Rachel and I started watching last weekend and we'll probably finish watching this weekend if we have time, although I have to work tomorrow. Um, The show is called Behind Her Eyes. It's the sequel to the Kelly Clarkson hit Behind Her Hazel Eyes. Here I am once again. I'm torn into pieces. (laughs) Great, great tune. Um, And uh, no, it, it has nothing to do with that song. I don't think. I'm not sure. Um, is on the British Netflix? I have no idea. I, I, I don't live in, in Wee Britain. I live in Chicago. So you'll have to do a Google search. I don't know. It probably takes five seconds to find out. Um, it's, it, is, it, is, um, it is a British show, so I would bet it's on the UK version of Netflix. Um, basically, you got this lady, this African-American female, who is a secretary three days a week, at a uh, at a psychiatrist's office, and before you ask me, no, I don't have any answers for you. I don't know how this lady survives working three days a week. Look, she's living. I was going to say the American dream, but it's in it's in Britain, so she's living the British dream. Working three days a week, she has a kid. His name is like Goose or Sully or something like that. It's this little kid with glasses and an afro. He's maybe seven years old. And she only works three days a week, and she's got this decent apartment with a fun little balcony. So, no, I don't, I don't really know where her money's coming in. Definitely some, something sinister. You know, there's a big twist in this show um, that everyone is, is talking about. Not the twist itself, but they're talking about the fact that there is a twist, and we don't know what the twist is yet. I'm guessing this lady deals, deals uh, you know, beautiful Snow White you know, cocaine powder for her to afford this lifestyle, only working three days a week. Where do I sign up? Um, so she, the, the show opens and, you know, she lives alone with her son. She's divorced, you know, custody battle, Kramer versus Kramer, all that fun stuff. And she goes out for a, uh, a, 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 
I'm trying to think of the British slang for it, a, a wee bit of taking or something. Uh, that's just what they say in, in Britain for having a drink. Um, and so she she's supposed to meet this friend and, who's probably her, her cocaine hookup. I don't know. And deals deals with yobos um maybe that's the term she she goes out to deal with a yobo okay which in britain just means go out for a wee little drink and she goes out and she gets stood up by her friend she's about to leave and she bumps into this scottish guy whose name is like trevor or richard or scott or something i don't really know she spills a drink all over him they end up having a fun night as they leave they smooch and it's like oh so romantic like she finally met a man whatever so she goes home she shows up to work the next day which happens to be one of the three days a week that she actually goes to work the lazy ass and she finds out that it's the first day of this new psychiatrist, she works at like a conglomeration office or something that has multiple psychiatrists working there. It's just not not just one. And it's this guy that she smooched. He's there. He's the new the new doctor day one. And his wife is there on day one of the job too, which is weird. Who brings their wife to their first day of work? I don't have any answers. It's all this British culture stuff. I don't understand. Okay? But... His wife's there, and she is really creepy. Like, you look into her eyes, and it is just dead inside. I don't, ooh, it is weird. So, all of a sudden, you know, this, uh, the, the black lady, I don't remember her name, it's like Janice or, or something British, like Agatha, maybe. Um, and she's like hiding because now, you know, she has to be this new secretary. Anyways, that's, and then she kind of, the, 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 the guy's wife, the, the doctor's wife is like really creepy and like clearly has some issues. And all of a sudden she befriends Agatha, the black lady or whatever her name is. I don't remember the wife's, the, the, you know, the white wife's name. Her name is like Julian or something. I don't know. And so they become friends. So now, you know, the secretary who works only three days a week with a little kid, Goose or Russell, whatever his name is, she's now, you know, in a sultry, torrid affair, smooching this doctor that she works for. And um, and she uh, she is is gym buddies with this other lady. So that's basically the, the premise of the show. And it's very clear that something is way off. Something is not right. And... We had another message in the chat that says, Yobos are gangs of people who do graffiti and drugs. Well, that's probably who she's hanging out with behind the scenes because she's got to have some sort of hookup to afford this, this lavish lifestyle. So we watched the first three episodes, and I, I'm going to be honest. like I don't love it, but it's, kinda, it's one of those things where it's just like, we're far enough in now. Like, there's only three more, you know, 50-minute episodes. Like, let's just go. Let's finish it. Um, and I got to see what this twist is that everyone's talking about. You go on BuzzFeed, and it's all you can all you can see. BuzzFeed is just the newest Netflix or Hulu show or The Bachelor um, or 36 fun plastic gadgets made in China that China you never knew how to live without until now. That's, that's all of BuzzFeed right now um, and always has been. Anyways, um, the last thing I'll mention, there is a, is a news, you might have seen the news story drop um, about this new online newspaper started by a couple of uh, Chicago students, out of all places, Chicago, some a couple of young white girls to try to counteract cancel culture. 
which is great. Um, I saw this. I saw this tweet, or I don't know exactly what it was, but I saw a tweet on on uh, on Twitter. Typically, a, a good spot to find tweets earlier this week that I really resonated with, saying it's not cancel culture; it's consequence culture. Which, amen. Like, yes. So these two U Chicago white girls have started their online newspaper. I guess it's it's kind of like. Uh, you know, Breitbart 2.0 or like Alex Jones' daughters, maybe. Or if you ever, if you ever had the uh, the opportunity to visit uh, Return, what is it called? Return of Kings? Is that what it was called? Something of Kings. dot com. What was that? It was it was active when I was in college, and yeah. Is that so? Basically, what this was, it was like a really toxic masculinity website, but like completely serious. Um, and it was still on until I was in like uh, until a couple years ago. It was a thing in college that we like, you know, made jokes about and would occasionally like going to a, a, a very liberal school in, in, in my undergrad would like to, you know, like make jokes and, and like link people to it, et cetera, whatever. Um, but return of Kings, if you've never been, you can still go to the website. It's been on hiatus for the last two and a half years. So there's nothing new posted on there, but let's see their most, um, you know, let, let's see, um, <laughs> some of their top stories. So Amazon has banned nine of my books without explanation from Rush V. He's the founder of this, um, the damaging effects of Jewish intellectualism and activism on Western culture. So they're they're really going for a lot of different angles here: um, anti-Semitic, racist, misogynist. They're really trying to check off all your boxes here. Um, two signs to identify a liberal in di- in disguise. I love that. This is really this is the perfect embodiment of this site. Not only is it you know identifying liberals in disguise, whatever. But it's not it's not like your standard news article or clickbait where it'd be like five signs or ten signs. It's two signs. Got it. Got another message in the chat. The only thing I hear on TV is stay home, protect the NHS, stay lives. Okay. I'm not really sure. Yes. Um, 35 pretty girls who became fat and ugly. <laughs> Seven ways modern women treat men like dogs. Comfort will not give you meaning in life. What, is that? what does that even mean? The, the devolution of the West can be seen through popular sports. If you hate the patriarchy, give us back our electricity. <laughs> okay, this, this is the last thing I'm going to do, and, and then we're going to call it quits. I just Let's read this article. Hopefully it's not too long. Uh, oh, it is really long. Let's just read the let's just read the beginning. This <laughs> this article, I'm not not joking. You can go to returnofkings.com. If you hate the patriarchy, give us back our electricity. Down with the patriarchy shouts a blue-haired, non-binary, non-gender conforming thing at the top of its shrill lungs. Has the world gone mad? Has the apocalypse finally come? What is going on here? Is there a virus in the water? No, it's just Tuesday at a university in America and the blue-haired Oh, we got an ad. The ad says, stop getting tricked by bad girls for pretending to be good. Mm, got that right. And the blue-haired shrieking thing happens to be your professor. Have fun at school, fellas. And then here are the different section titles in this article. Traditional gender roles, men's technological inventions empower, window, empower win, women, women don't behave like men, 
There's a lot of uh, fun pictures here. Truth is sexist. Oh, and then electricity. Internal combustion engine. Okay. I, okay. This article is really... Oh, wait, 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 wait. I, I got to just go back to this one little section because I, I caught the headline. This this section of the article, and I, I can't keep track of what this article is actually about. It's titled, Shout Out to the Ladies. <laughs> this section reads, Personally, I love women. Besides giving us life and sustaining us in our early years, women contribute immensely to life and culture. They often make great professionals alongside men in the workplace. And women's contributions to broader society are notable. Of course, we'd all be rough brutes and life wouldn't be worth living without the refining presence of women. I love it. I, I, I love it. Here's, uh, oh, the top comment is from a user named Maverick. And it's got 163 upvotes. Feminists, with a, a, an apostrophe between the T and the S, were never about equality, only dominance. If all men took one day off from their jobs, the economy worldwide would snap in half. No doctors, pilots, truck drivers, tradesmen would be devastating. If women took the day off, well, it would be business as usual and likely go unnoticed. We got, we got a lot of... There's so much in the chat, and I appreciate the listener engagement. I don't, I don't know what this is. This is a British headline. Well, no, it's from Return of Kings. Kate Garraway reveals she's not allowed to see husband Derek in hospital and hasn't in two months. I think that's from Grey's Anatomy. Kate is from Good Morning Britain. I got to tell you what, guys. I am, am, am going to stop the stream because things have gone off the rails. We're reading from Return of Kings. We're getting British headlines. I'm thirsty. Um, I'm getting text messages, all that fun stuff. So I am going to call it there um, because we've already gone 38 minutes, and that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good, um, pretty good for a show, you know. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. Thanks again so much last week for all your support with the Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser. Uh, we had a lot of fun. It was our fourth annual one. Next year is the Big Five O, or just just Big Five, not Five O, just the big the the Flying V. Uh, great gas station chain. Um, oh, we got a a call coming in eight one five two five five three three eight five. I could answer it live on the air. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not feeling it. I'm going to decline. I'm not expecting a call. Good thing I changed my voicemail. Um, Jess, Jess from Britain, I hope you're having fun in the chat. Um, But we're gonna we're we're ending the stream here. Um, Thanks everyone. Uh, We'll be doing uh, donor tier incentives. Those should be coming out in the next couple weeks, and we'll be cutting that big fat check to United Way of Chicago for COVID-19 relief fund next week. Uh, That's all I got for you. So we're gonna get some uh, outro music going here. And uh, there's so much still going on in the chat. Maybe it does it show up? Does live chat show up on a post stream? I don't think it does. Anyways, if you didn't see it live, I read most of it. It's devolved into madness. Um, that's what I got. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can email us at beantownpodcast@yahoo.com. Again, that's beantown, beanpodcast at yahoo.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Let's get that music going. Everyone stay safe, stay sane, enjoy this beautiful weather, the uh, deep thaw, and I'm going to check in on you next week. Bye, and bye to February. Bye, YouTube. Peace.